Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Welcome to Sonic Society, episode 481, and season 12. Season 12, yes, you heard that right. And we're your hosts... David Alt And Jack Ward. Welcome back, David. Thank you very much, Jack. It is a pleasure to be back. How was your summer? Well, uh, from being on stage at the beginning of the summer... Uh Uh-huh. To uh, just enjoying life, Mm -hmm. really. It's been quite a nice, warm, bright summer here (laughs) over in the UK. For those clever people noticing a decided hole in our schedule, we're short two weeks at the end of the summer. And no, we've not decided to take a break, but rather this summer I went, well, rather overboard and recorded three different Sonic Summerstock shows and tried to edit them with Reaper, something I've never done before. But, you know, it's actually awesome uh, software. And thanks to Richard Summers working with me over Skype, I've gotten even further than I did using Pro Tools. But like everything new, it takes time to really learn the ins and outs of the software. So please keep an eye out on the feed and our Twitter and Facebook because we'll post when those shows are out. Heck, you know, we could have Gunsmoke out even now. I'll, I'll have to see. That's right. We recreated a classic episode of Gunsmoke and after that, Candy Matson, along with recreations from Texas Radio Theater and Pulp Paris Theater as our last summer show. So consider it an Indian summer, as they call it here in North America, where summer extends into the fall, when you see those two shows coming into your feed. What are you working on, David? Well, I'm continuing my work on the No Sleep podcast, which is coming to the end of season seven. Uh-huh. Uh, And I'm also doing my usual bouts of tutoring and so forth. Well, tomorrow I go back to teaching, and on the way home, I'll be picking up two more microphones and stands for the collection of four, count them, four, so we can have multiple actors operating in their own mic, and that'll make it easier for recording. I'm very, very excited at the prospect. And so you should be. You know, speaking of prospecting, as always, we open with a Dakota Ring Theater episode. This time I asked Greg Taylor and he said, episode 120, Remember When, of the Red Panda. Oh, and also episode one of the Songonauts from the Truth podcast. Oh yeah, excellent. Right here on the Sonic Society, season 12. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! Lost through the mists of time, the never-before-told tales of the terrific twosome of Toronto, August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men who served the city that he loves through the dark days of depression and war, and his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joined him in his quest as the Flying Squirrel. The secret case files of... The Red Panda! This episode, Remember When... Hello, darling. Getting in some morning exercise? Oh, there you are. 
I was thinking about sending out a search party. It's barely 7 a.m. How lost could I have been? I thought you would be here in the gymnasium. Isn't that what you usually do when you wake up after a full and restful four and a half hours of slumber? Usually. Do you think either of us will ever sleep for eight hours again? It seems unlikely. Look at this. I mean, sometimes by the time I'm ready to sleep, you're already waking up. Yes, I'm especially fond of those occasions. I'll bet you are. Will you stop hitting that for a moment? Sure thing. Want to hold the heavy bag for me for a while? Not really. Look at this. Oh, come on. We could even spar a few rounds if you like. That usually gets my motor running. Well, let's table that and come back to it in a bit. I have a newspaper to run into the ground. This is a limited time offer. Would you just look at this for a moment? What could possibly be more interesting than the subject at hand? I don't really know. I don't understand it at all. What is it? One of your old journals. Oh, come on, Gosworth. That, that, that isn't fair. What isn't? I was young and in love with nothing resembling a social life and no prospects for ever having one. So I was prone to salacious daydreams, which I sometimes wrote down. I mean, how shocked can you possibly be? They're all about you. Can I just say something? I thought I hid all of those. Why did you even get that? I think this might be a different notebook. Oh, <laughs> so it doesn't read like a bodice ripper written by a desperate teenager? It doesn't, but can we come back to that point a little later? Maybe for next date night, if you're very good. I'm a noted philanthropist and retired superhero. How much better can I get? <laughs> can we return to the mystery at hand, please? It's probably nothing. It reads like a case log, and then it just doesn't. See if you can make any sense of this at all. August 1st, 19... Wow, that takes me back. It was hot and steamy in the city tonight. Oh, brother. Just read. It gets... interesting. Man, oh man, boss. That was a hot one. Yes, Kit. They say it's going to continue like this all week. Which means we're going to be busy. Heat has a way of feeding the madness of those already near the edge. Yeah, I noticed. Mm -hmm. And the cold makes them desperate and liable to act rashly. I think we got about two weeks a year when the weather isn't actively supporting local crime sprees. There is that. I don't know how you do it in a trench coat and hat. I got me a nice breathable cat suit and it's sticking to places I didn't know I had places. Yes, well, uh... I'm going to see if there are any matches on those fingerprint samples. You can head home if you like. <laughs> Unless you have all the fun with the whorls and swirls? Never. Suit yourself. I may get cleaned up first. Oh, yeah. I could probably decowl. Oh, yes? Well, not if you're watching. I, I don't... I didn't... Do you have any idea what my hair is going to look like when I peel this sweatbox off? Give a girl five minutes to tame her cowl head, would you? I surrender. I'll go... Splash some water on my face and get the spare magnifying glass. Yes, boss. You're not peeking, are you? (sighs) (sighs) 
Boss? Just a minute. Look at this. You told me not to look. I need you to look at this right now. All right, all right. Don't get excited. Yes. I see what you mean. I don't... I don't understand. We had a gardener when I was a boy who carved one of the ornamental hedges into a shape like that. Father sacked him, of course. That's just impossible. No, I imagine he was just drunk, though no one would discuss it in front of me. What are you talking about? Uh, Well, whatever it is, I begin to suspect it isn't what you're talking about. I'm talking about this. That is a notebook. Yes, it is. All right, give it to me. Wait, if you can't look at it... You just told me to look at it. You you called me in to look at it. Well, you can't. All right, then. I'm glad we had this discussion. What are you doing? I was going to analyze some fingerprints. But the notebook? I'm not allowed to look at the notebook. I don't even know what the notebook is. It's my notebook. All right, then. I write things in it. That's an excellent use for one. I don't want you to read it. Then I will not. But you have to read it. Then please give it to me. No, boss. Congratulations. This has been our most surreal conversation ever. And that is saying something. Yes, boss. Is that like a case file, a war log? Sure, okay. If you like. It's a war log. So you keep your own journal of our efforts? I do. I'm not certain that isn't a security violation. I keep them inside our secret lair. Them? Plural. This is number 22. 22? And they are all inside the lair? Yes. I feel like I would have noticed that. They're hidden. I'm good at hiding things. I have squirrel powers. There are six, seven hundred walnuts hidden in this room right now. All right, may I ask a question? Yes, boss. Really? No, boss, but... There are 22 notebooks. This is the current volume. I write stuff in them about what we do and... things. I write my thoughts. I write when I'm tired but full of adrenaline and I'm not ready to go home and go to bed. So far that all sounds fine, so why can't I see? Because you're a scientist and a master detective and I don't want you to look at me like like I'm some stupid girl. Have I ever done that? You have never meant to, but you would if I let you read this book. Then I won't. But you have to. All right. Wait. I have it. Why must I look in this book? Because I just picked it up to write about what happened tonight. Okay, yes. But I had already done that. All right. No, I'm sorry. I didn't follow that at all. Look... I'm going to cover up some bits of this page with my hand and uh, this paper here. It's just uh, stuff that you think was stupid. Kit, you aren't stupid, and I don't think that you are. Boss, please. I'm trying to hang on to a little dignity here. All right. Why did you look at my hair when you said that? No reason. Okay. Okay. If you try and look at any of the redacted bits, I will never speak to you again. I understand. Do you believe me? Not in the slightest, but I won't do it. All right. Look. Uh, But this... This doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I 
I was only out of the room for a moment. You couldn't have written all of this. I didn't. But the handwriting is yours, and it is clearly a description of the events of the last four hours. And it goes on like this for three pages. Can I see them? No. All right. All right. Both baffling and unspeakably awkward. It really is, isn't it? And that's why I called you, Dr. Chronopolis. I apologize for the hour. Oh, of course, I, I had forgotten the time difference. Time difference? Uh, it's not as interesting as it sounds. He's in England just now. Ah, so it was already morning. No, I was just telling the flying squirrel that you were in England just now. What's that? Uh, no, no magic, nothing. It's been quite singularly ordinary in that regard. Oh, well, I suppose that's true, but I don't know how we would detect that sort of thing anyway. Detect magic? Are you funning me? Uh, doctor, that, that seems absurd. Uh, no, I suppose I don't. What? Oh, uh, it's nearly three in the morning here. Well, that's good. Something's good? That sounds good. What's good? It's nearly eight in the morning there, so there doesn't appear to be a temporal anomaly between here and there. What's that? Okay, I have no idea what that means. Ah, uh, apparently it isn't good after all. A small anomaly would be more likely to fold and dissipate. Oh, good. No, he says it isn't good. It's okay. I was faking it. But... Doctor, I wouldn't even begin to know how to do that. Uh, uh, yes. Mm, yes, I, I have one. Well, I suppose I could do that, but... All right, but what sort of scale... Yes. Yes. All right, I'll... I'll try... Yes, well, I'll let you know. All right, I will. Goodbye. Well? You're really not kidding around with this, somehow? I'd banter like nobody's business, but wild goose chases are not my thing. All right. I have some things to gather together. Dr. Chronopolis talked me through constructing a rudimentary temporal flux detector. Oh, good. Do I need to know what that is? It should allow us to rule one or two things out. Any specific things in particular? Displaced time energy. Hold on a second. Time energy? Like, like time time? Is there another time? Time travel? Mm. I love time travel. That's because you've never done it. Except, apparently, you have... You think I traveled in time, wrote my notebook, and traveled back? Of course not. That would be impossible. <laughs> okay, good. We agree about that. I think, or rather our friend Dr. Chronopolis thinks, that you, or more precisely, an area of the universe not smaller than the solar system, and quite possibly very much larger than that, has entered a temporal loop. See, you start off making sense, and then you just keep going. A repeating pattern in time. In theory, a large enough trauma of time energy could cause one. It would repeat endlessly, 
Unless the cycle was broken. Well, how do we do that? Find the cause of the trauma and prevent it from happening again. And for this, we need to detect displaced time energy. Yes, and there's a certain amount of urgency involved. Why? Don't we have all the time in the world? Was that a joke? It wanted to be. Good, because we don't. If we are in a time loop, the odds are that this was not our first repeat. Trip. What do you mean? I mean it's very possible that we've had that warehouse fight before, dozens, perhaps hundreds of times. That's crazy. We would know. Not according to the doctor. Apparently, cracks would only start to appear in the loop when it had contracted almost to the breaking point. Cracks like my notebook. Cracks like your notebook. What are you doing? Writing this down. What on earth for? Just in case, might help us skip a step next time. Oh, ye of little faith! There we go. It's crude and boxy and held together in several places by bits of tape. But unless I've missed something fundamental, what I have in my hand should be a rudimentary time energy detector. Uh huh. Can't talk and write. All right then. So no fanfare. I suppose it. Wasn't really anything terribly clever. All I did was follow directions. I will nurture your ego later. Just see if it works. All right, all right. There. And well, if I have these dials hooked up right, that these energy fields are enormous and terribly unstable. Terribly unstable. You can't possibly be caught up already. I glossed over some nuance. I also kept it clean. What? Nothing. You just built a time thingy in three minutes. Don't pretend to be impressed with my speed writing. What do we do now? We use this detector to follow the anomaly back to its source and eliminate it before it throws us back for another loop. Is that even possible? Of course it is. All we have to do is. Squirrel. Squirrel, are you all right? Moss. Moss, what's going on? We were in the lair. Kit, are you all right? The warehouse. We're about to take down the warehouse. Well, we were. But it's after three in the morning. Don't be absurd, Squirrel. It's not even midnight yet. Don't bet on it, boss. I think it's later than you think. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures. From decoderingtheater.com. I know how it sounds, Doctor Chronopolis, but when we got back to the lair, there were two distinct entries in the journal. I can't believe you called them again. No, I I didn't see all of the first one, but what I saw was a very detailed account of our fight with members of the Delaney Gang. I told you what was happening, but now you'd rather call long distance. Will you stop complaining? What else was I supposed to do?、Uh, no, not you, Doctor. <laughs> the, the, the second entry was also dated today and contained some hasty notes on temporal theory in the Flying Squirrel's handwriting, and I thought I ought to check with an expert again. Oh yes, apparently we've had this conversation at least once already. Oh yes. Yes. I see. Well, I could try, but wouldn't it have a better chance to succeed if you built it? 
Oh. Oh, I see. Uh, the, the cracks would start to appear close to the source of the energy trauma. Which means we might be close enough to find it before it happens and stop it from happening again. Well, we might have been, but we stopped to call England. Please stop it. No, not you, Doctor. It, all right, uh, went, all right, go ahead. Dear Red Panda, next time, please do not call Dr. Chronopolis in England, where I was not supposed to know that he was, except you have called him twice now. There was an accident with temporal energy, somewhere near here, apparently, and we have to find the source and stop it. The loop has started to crack under the strain, and that's what happened to my notebook, and now me. All right, um... Yes, I have one of those. And that's good. But if it cracks too far, I'm assuming it will shatter and tear a decent-sized hole in the universe. I know I'm not using the right sciency type words that would get your attention, but please consider the source. And that I am not prone to goofing around on company time. You need to build a rudimentary time energy detector, and Dr. Chronopolis is telling you how to do it right now. The notes are pasted on the next page. See, next page. Yes, yes. I'll let you know. All right, I will. Goodbye. I don't mean to sound like a deputy downer, and I sure hope we don't go around the roundabout again. But we had a three-hour advantage when the loop went back, and we'd blown most of it fighting the Delaney gang all over again, and then having an argument, and now calling England again, and it's nearly 2.20, and you're still building the machine, which gives us a whole lot of not much time to stop by whatever it is from rehappening once we find it. I'm starting to like time travel a lot less than I used to, and I really, really want to shower like nobody's business. Okay, don't, don't read the part about me showering, or at least don't dwell on it. I really need to write less stream of consciousness. Maybe starting right now. Kit? Are you talking to anyone in particular? Yes, boss. I'm talking to you. Next time, you. Next time I what? Listen to your partner, maybe? Kit, I was listening. You told me that I called Dr. Chronopolis, and he told me how to build a rudimentary time energy detector. Yes, that happened. And then you did it again. Of course I did it again. How was I supposed to build the machine if he never told me how? Oh. Well, actually, that is kind of an interesting point. Do you have any paste? Paste? Uh, the white cabinet, third drawer. So, is your pretty little nose less out of joint now? You think it's pretty? What? My nose. Nose what? You weren't listening to what you were saying, were you? I think I may not have been, but possibly because I was building this. Good, yes. Time energy detector, yay! Yes, all right. No fanfare. Can I have that list? This isn't a list. It's the directions to construct this device. I know what they are. May I have them, please? What are you doing? Pasting them in my notebook. So next time, you don't have to call England and make small talk. Oh, ye of little faith. Look! These energy readings are... Enormous and terribly unstable, yes? Yes. Get in the car. I'm sorry if I'm in a hurry, but we have less than an hour before the time loop repeats, and we flip back to point A again, and the only advantage we have is this book. So if we could just... 
Squirrel? Squirrel, are you all right? What the? We're back on the roof. Back? We haven't left yet. We had an hour. Hour what? Are you all right? The loop contracts each time it repeats. We have less time every time. Less time for what? And I bet I know what happens when the loop gets down to zero. I think we should get you back to the lair. It must be this heat. The warehouse fight. The Delaney gang. Well, I suppose it could be the Delaney gang, but... Where did you get that notebook? My notebook? Yes, I said that just now. I was holding my notebook. You still are, actually. May I see that? No! I have my notebook. I was holding it when the loop came. Congratulations. This has got to be our most surreal conversation ever. And, and that's, that's saying, saying something. something. Yes. Have we done that bit before? Yes, except not really. Listen, I would love to explain, but we have very little time to save an unspecified vastness of the universe, so listen very closely. Mick Delaney is in the old foreman's office with two goons with 45s. There's a rifle at the south door, a Tommy gun in the stairwell, and four dock wallopers who come running when they hear the circus come to town. Move fast, hit them hard, and remember, Delaney has a hidden piece under the desk. Kit, how do you... No time for questions. You've got a rudimentary time energy detector to build. <sighs> Why is this taking so long? What are you talking about? I've never done anything like this before. Yes, you have. You've done it at least twice. Well, if I have, I don't remember it, so it doesn't count, I'm afraid. When you get these instructions from Dr. Chronopolis, you built this in half the time. You didn't even think about it. You just took the parts and put them together like tinker toys. If you say so. But when you get the list from me, you stop and stare at each instruction like it can't possibly be right. Kit, I didn't get this list from you. I mean... Obviously, I did, but the instructions are in my handwriting. I wrote this, and I don't remember it, and I have no knowledge of what any of this does, and I can't help but wonder. You have to help but wonder, boss. You have to finish this thing. I don't know if I mentioned this, but if you don't, everybody dies. Or something. All right, all right. I suppose that will have to do. I don't really see how this is supposed to... Oh, you look at that. It works. Yes! energy detector. Yay! Give it to me. What are you doing? Waiting. I thought there was no time to waste. There wasn't. But then we did. And it isn't really your fault. I thought if I showed you that we'd fought the Delaney's before, you would be on board. But it still took time. Took the same amount of time, actually. And you didn't have to call England, but if I'm right about how far the time loop contracts each time, we've lost that advantage. We've lost almost everything. We've got one last shot at this, and I need to start with my notebook in one hand and the time detector thingy in the other. Kid? Yeah? I probably shouldn't say this, but when you take charge like this... Yeah? It's really very... Yeah? Squirrel! Squirrel, are you all right? Oh, no, that just isn't fair. What isn't fair? And where did you get that device and that notebook? I'll explain in the car, boss. You can read at high speed without getting car sick, can't you? Can I... what? Good. Let's hope you can do it while you operate a time energy detector. A time energy... Come on, come on. No standing around. The Delaney gang can wait until tomorrow. I'm taking charge, and it's really very something, isn't it? Yes. Yes, I suppose it is. Holy moly. 
I should say so. It looks like we found our time anomaly. You can say that again. Apparently I will. I don't understand what's happened here. This, this guy in the lab coat, the mad scientist du jour, he looks like he's frozen. And his machine... Don't touch him. Don't get any closer to him. I have no idea what he was trying to do. Probably travel in time. I hate time travel. But he seems to have created a, a bubble of time moving at a different speed all around him. Hardly moving at all. And the point of contact between the two different times is under tremendous stress. Like time can't move on without it. And he keeps pulling us back like, like a big elastic band. The data doesn't support any particular homespun analogy, but yes, if you like. So the whole world gets pulled back to him every time? I imagine it all rolls back further than that. To a point where he is working on his machine and you and I are standing on a rooftop preparing to beat the tar out of the Delaney gang. So now we're here and, and we can't stop him? I don't see how. He's turned the machine on. The stress between the two time streams is building. We'll snap back at any moment. And next time we won't even have enough time to get here. I'm afraid that just might be the case. We may be doomed to repeat the same loop over and over until the time stream repairs itself. Or fractures in a catastrophic fashion. Fractures. Cracks. It's already cracking. I'm one of the cracks! What? My notebook, then me, then the time thingy. We're all part of one of the cracks. I'm not doing the same thing over and over. I can change the loop. Well, that seems true enough, but how? He's working from notes. Looks like years worth of work. How about if his notes suddenly vanished? What? A and some of his stuff. Here, this looks important. What are you doing? Help me pick up as much of the stuff as I can hold. But the time loop, when it repeats, all of this will reset. Unless I'm holding it. Then it goes into the time cracks with me. And Dr. Timenstein here loses all of his goodies. That's just crazy enough to work. Bring me that stuff. Those books. Gizmos. Everything. Here, hold on. Can you, can you hold all of this? I got it. Just help me a little. I can't. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. I think I got it. All right. Good. Hey, boss. Yes? Come here a, a little. I think this might be slipping. Where? Here. Mm. 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 <sighs> Kit. Yeah, that was a dirty trick. You... You kissed me. Nothing gets past you, boss. I can't... I didn't... You kissed me. Yeah. I was kind of hoping time would reset without this big... Awkward pause. Awkward pause? Squirrel, are you all right? And there it is. Where did you... Where did all this stuff come from? I'll explain later, boss. Later. Much, much later. And I did. Some of those details weren't in the notebook. Yeah, I noticed that. Are you telling me that you remembered all of that? All these years? I did. Our first kiss. And I didn't even know. It was more of a sneak attack than a proper kiss. But it kept things warm for several years while I waited for you to get a clue. You know, if you'd ever left one of these notebooks lying around, it might have helped. 
These early pages are not subtle. I know. I tried. You kept respecting my privacy like a big clueless jerk. Can I ask what happened to our mystery scientist? I put an agent on him. He kept trying, never got that far again. So, we saved the world. Well, you mostly helped and looked pretty, but yes, we saved the world. Hooray for us! Yes, boss. Yes, boss. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 120, Remember When, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Clarissa Dunetterlanden and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. This is The Truth. I'm Jonathan Mitchell. And today we are excited to bring you a brand new series we've been working on called Songonauts. It's a meta indie pop sci-fi musical about a band that transports themselves into their own songs. This is going to be a continuing series. It'll be sporadic. Our next Song of Nots episode will be in a couple months, and we're planning to alternate them with our regular Truth episodes. We have a special page on our website for this. It's got a customized player and everything. Go check it out at songonauts.com. Now, for the Song of Nots series, we've been collaborating with songwriter Jonathan Mann. Um, you might know him from his Song a Day project. He writes a song a day. He's been doing it since 2009, and he documents them all on YouTube. He actually wrote a song for one of our sponsors today. The sponsor is Fracture, and they're a company that prints your digital photographs directly onto glass. It's a simple, inexpensive, and beautiful way to free your best digital photos from their prisons of ones and zeros. Here's Jonathan Mann's theme song. F-R-A-C. You can learn more about how Fracture brings your photos to life at Fracture.me. And be sure to mention that you heard about them from The Truth in their one-question survey at checkout. It helps support the show. This episode was also sponsored by Cars Against Humanity, and they asked us not to read an ad. Okay, it's time, folks. This is episode one of our brand new series, Song of Knots. Everybody sing! Thank you very much. We are the Rock Bottoms. We've been playing for you tonight. 
on the behalf of me, Penny, Woo! Doc on the bass, yeah. Stuart on the drums. What's up, everybody? Please buy our merch. Do it. Uh, have a good one. I'm thirsty. You guys want anything? I'm good. Yeah, thanks. No thanks. What do you think? Uh, we really need to tighten up before next month. Wait. What's happening next month? We're opening for the Hairy Monsters. Come on, Stuart. Oh, right. What? Well, I got a gig touring with the Amethyst Diamonds. What? Yeah. So you're not going to be able to make this showcase? No. Wait, what's, what's going on, guys? Uh, Stuart's leaving the band. Yeah. What the heck, Stuart? He's going to be touring with the Amethyst Diamonds. Yeah. The Amethyst Diamonds? Yeah, actually, uh, Magic Magic signed them. You're kidding me. Yeah, they're really Holy blowing crap. up. Magic, okay. Magic. Yeah, it's a big opportunity. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For Thanks, sure. It should, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. What are we going to do now? Find a new drummer. Any new responses? Nothing. Well, maybe we should just post another ad. What about the one guy, the one with the van? The no. death metal guy? Yeah, no, but he's got a van. Ugh. Mm. We need a van. Oh, God. What? The Amethyst Diamonds are going to be on Jimmy Fallon this Friday. Whoa. You think Stuart's playing with them? I mean, I don't know. They just posted it on Facebook. Do you think he's going to get to play with Questlove? <laughs> I can't do this anymore. What? What can't you do? What's going on? We have no drummer, we have no prospects, and no one listens to our music. That's not entirely true. What about the Cookie Duck Dance? I hate the Cookie Duck Dance. It's got like three million views on YouTube. Views are worthless. What about ad revenue? Yeah. Like we need people that are going to pay us money to see us perform. I mean, do you guys have any idea how many copies we sold of our last album? I mean, well, you're the one that keeps track of that. But, but I mean, like, I feel I like I, think I, it was I sold some. It was 26. No one buys music anymore. I just, I can't keep pouring my soul into something that no one cares about. It's degrading, and it's exhausting. It's, I just wish someone gave a damn. What was that? It's another response. We'll read it. I saw your ad on Craigslist. I've been a drummer my whole life. I can play in perfect time. Yeah, we'll see about that at any tempo and in any style. I'm loyal, an incredibly hard worker, and will never be late. I would love to audition. Just tell me when and where. Stay metric, Sammy16. I mean, any tempo, any style sounds... What does that even mean? Well, no, no, I think that's the best so far, and he seems, like, really enthusiastic. He's gonna be on time. Just write him back. Let's see what he is. I guess it's worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. It'll sound way better with a drummer, though, that's oh, for sure. yeah, definitely. Hey, what time is Sammy supposed to get here? Three. What time is it now? 259. Ooh. Hey. Wow, he is punctual. See? UPS. Are you sure that's for us? Are you the rock bottoms? Uh, yeah, we are. Here you go. I just need your signature. But we didn't order anything. I'm just the delivery guy. Have a nice day. Let me see that. Doc, did you drunk eBay again? Maybe. We don't need another ukulele. You can never have enough ukuleles. It's a drum machine. What the heck? No, Doc! It wasn't me, I swear. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it in. Wait. It looks cool. No, wait, Doc, if it wasn't you, then where did it come from? There's a card. It says Stay Metric? Sammy 16. The Craigslist guy. Wait, what? Why would he send us this? Maybe it's a joke? 
This thing is totally rad. No, Jojo, stop playing it. We're not keeping it. I love this thing. We have to keep it. Oh, it would be perfect for our post-rock opera. We don't want a drum machine. Maybe we don't want a drummer. How could you say that? Maybe we don't need one. No, we need a drummer. Drum machine would never quit. Doc, stop playing. I can't. It's too funky. Guys, we are not going to become one of those bands that uses a laptop and a drum machine, okay? It's just not going to happen. So what if it did? <laughs> no, Jojo, stop singing, please. Why stop now? This is ridiculous. I'm into it. Please, why are you doing this? Because sometimes you gotta let the rhythm just go off on its own. If you just take what you are given, yeah, then you are free to move on, yeah, yeah. The lights are flashing with a pulse, with a pulse. Why is the air vibrating? This is weird. Super weird. Where did the garage go? I I don't know. What's going on? I don't know. How did we even get here? I don't know. We were singing and then... What is this? Do you guys hear that? That sounds like a river. Didn't you just sing about a river? Uh, The beat is a river, let it swing you down low. Maybe we're hallucinating. Vibrating technicolor in stereo. It's just like the song. And the rhythm of the world is all around you. Maybe we're inside the song? How? What? I don't... What's going on? Whoa. The river's gone. This is creeping me out. Let's go back to the garage. Yes. Okay. Okay. How do we do that? Um, maybe if we all just imagine ourselves in the garage, okay. it'll let's happen. Let's try it. So let's all just like okay, take a breath. Okay, that's not working. I'm still floating. There's got to be a way out of here. It's just like endless buttons and knobs. A lot of buttons. I've never seen so many buttons. Guys, what about the drum machine? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Maybe it had something to do with this. You think the drum machine somehow brought us here? Do you have a better explanation? It's the only thing that was different. How would that even work? It's like a, it's like a wormhole or I, I don't know. But guys, where is the drum machine? Jojo has it. I thought you had it. No, I thought you had it. I don't have it. I didn't even touch it. it is that our drum machine? I think it's coming from over there. Behind that ginormous row buttons? Come on, this might be our way home. 
<laughs> did, did we um, sing about a big hairy monster? I don't think we did. <laughs> he has a drum machine. What do we do? Guys, just let's just hang back. He looks really okay, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he sees us. Maybe we should. I see you. He sees you. <laughs> Guys, let me try something. Hi, I'm Penny. This is Jojo and Doc. Do you have a name? Buzzkill. Buzzkill, get in sync. Uh, it's a nice drum machine you got there, Buzzkill. It's not a real drummer. It's lame. We'd be happy to take it from you if you don't yeah. want it. Not gonna happen. Why not? Because then you'd be just one of those bands with a drum machine. Guys, did it just get darker? Those clouds just sucked up that row of LEDs. That was freaky. Oh yeah, that's the anti-music. Anti-what? It'll suck up the whole song. What'll happen to you? It'll take me too. And you. What? Well, take us where? What are you talking about? Where we belong. Where's that? Obscurity. Just give us the drum machine. We don't want to live in obscurity. Let's go. We need it. We think we can use it to get home. Home to what? So you can pour your soul into something and be completely ignored? No, that's not... No. That's not what... It's degrading and exhausting. That's harsh. What I said before. I remember. How does he know what you You're said? all failures. Just live in obscurity. No. We're not giving up. We still have songs to sing. And if no one else listens, I don't care. That's not what matters. What matters is that we're making music together. Together? Yeah. Yeah. I have a very important question for you, Buzzkill. Will you be in our band? Me? All you have to do is press start. What do I do now? Just wait. We've got Christmas lights all year round We've got a thousand different ways to make sounds together And we play together in the garage together Five ukuleles that are never in tune We take a break to watch our favorite cartoons together we play together in the garage together.
six tired eyes see the first light of dawn we lost track of time we've been working all these songs together and we play together in the garage together let's take another break put on a fresh set of clothes let's order up some huevos rancheros together and we play together garage together Yeah, right, let's play it loud. Drum machine be pounding. Pretend no one's around. I want to hear all of the sounds tonight. believe that worked we're home penny did you really mean all that stuff you said we had to get home that was a good song wow. <laughs> kill. what now are you here come on let's do it again somebody's at the door let's go quick you have to hide get behind the amps you can still see him he's huge okay, um, uh, oh lay on the floor like a bear skin and just with your mouth he open. doesn't look like a bear he looks like a monster well, then we could take here some- put this hat on him <laughs> Who's there? It's Sammy. Sammy 16. Sammy 16? The Craigslist guy. Oh. Hello, Songanauts. What happened to our yard? This isn't our garage, is it? It's a perfect replica, created by your beautiful song. It's just like floating in space? Not space. The song of hers. The What are you talking about? Listen very carefully. We don't have much time. Anti-music has been growing stronger. It used to take months, sometimes years, for songs to fade into obscurity. Now it's hours, minutes, seconds. That's why I hid the essence of music in that drum machine. Wait, you hid the essence of music in a drum machine? It's the last place anybody'd look. And its power is unleashed when you play music together. It's power what power? It transports you into your songs. Oh, this is exactly what we need for our post-rock opera, you guys. Wait, what does this have to do with us? We're just the band. And our last record only sold 26 copies. But it was a great album. Thank you. You bought that album? You don't hear that enough. Now's your chance to live up to your potential. The Songiverse can only be saved by a band as obscure as you. I'm sorry, I'm still confused. It'll all be clear soon. Right now, you just need to sing. It's found us. You've got to get to another song! Sammy, look out! Whatever you do, don't! Close the door, quick! 
got him. Oh no. Can I get in here? We have to do something. But what? Who cares? Oh god. No. We have to play a song. What song are we gonna play? Who cares what song? Just anything. Play something now. Start the drum machine. Hit it, Buzzkill. Anti-music is closing in. Will the Songonauts escape? And if they do, where will their next song take them? Find out on the next episode of Songonauts. Doc, Penny, and Jojo. They're in a band that's a-going to no, no, nowhere. So they find a drum machine that transports them and in their songs. Now they've got to make their way through the words and the rhythm and the melody. They're the Songonauts. They're the song, song, Songonauts. Out in the song of verse that they're lost. They're the Songonauts. Out in the song of verse that they're lost. They're the song, song, Songonauts. Songonauts, Episode 1. With Jonathan Mann as Jojo, Elena Skopitos as Penny, Bianca Casasol as Doc, Louis Kornfeld as Sammy 16, Jimmy O'Connell as Stewart, and Tom Ligon as Buzzkill. Songonauts was created by Jonathan Mann and me, Jonathan Mitchell. We also wrote today's episode, with special thanks to Rich Victor and Bill McCool. All the songs were written by Jonathan Mann, and it was produced and directed by me, Jonathan Mitchell. You can learn more about our show at our website, thetruthpodcast.com. We also have a special web address for this series, songonauts.com. Uh, using that web address will take you right to the page on our website for Songonauts. If you or your company really like Songonauts and the Truth and you want to help support what we do, email sponsor at prx.org. The Truth is a part of Radiotopia from PRX. We're a collective of some of the world's best story-driven podcasts, and you can see nine of them live on May 4th at the theater at the Ace Hotel in Los Angeles. Go to radiotopia.fm slash ace for tickets. And just so you know, the truth will be sitting this one out, but go see the show for the rest of them because every show on Radiotopia is fantastic. One show you can see live is Radio Diaries, and this month is their 20th birthday. Their latest episode is their very first Teenage Diary, from 17-year-old Amanda Brand. She knew she was gay, but her parents kept insisting that she'd grow out of it. It's not natural. And I've mentioned that to you several times. That is not what God intended. Well, over two years and then uh, five months have gone by, and I that's what I believe. I think if a good fella came by and really treated you right, your mind will switch. My mind will switch. So it, it's all in my mind. It is. It's all in your mind right now. In their latest episode, Radio Diaries checks back in with Amanda and her parents 20 years later. You can hear Radio Diaries and all the other Radiotopia shows at radiotopia.fm. And don't forget, Radiotopia's PodQuest is almost over. This is your chance right now to create your very own show for Radiotopia, and there's only a couple days left, so send in your pitch. Finalists will win prizes, including $10,000, and one show will be invited to join the network in 2017. Podcast submissions are due April 17th, 2016. And if you're listening right now when this episode was released, that's two days from now. So go to radiotopia.fm slash podquest as soon as you can. Radiotopia from PRX is made possible with support from the Knight Foundation and by MailChimp, who celebrate creativity, chaos, and teamwork. Our associate producer is Carrie Caston. Our interns are Hannah Herr and Shelby Elopmani. I'm Jonathan Mitchell. And you have been hearing the truth.
And that's this week's show. See you next week as we continue Season 12 with more Song of Noughts. And a tin can. Ooh, hook. Nice one. Great to be back. Good night. Good night. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.